This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too. And so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. In one of our early episodes, we talked about travel and assimilating ourselves in foreign environments, but there's also places in our everyday life where we might be faced with more of a threat. For example, a public bathroom or a dark street, which we talked about, but in your experience in uh, teaching self-defense, are there other places that we should be more aware of our surroundings or at least have a heightened awareness to protect ourselves? I would say basically any place where there are large groups of people and a lot of drugs and alcohol being consumed. That's not to say that those places need to be avoided, Um, And it's not to say that you shouldn't consume drugs or alcohol. Not that I advocate it, but I don't disadvocate it. We have a whole episode on that. Yeah, we have a whole episode on that. But but people do have mob mentality, and people will encourage each other to do things that they might not normally do by themselves or when there's only a couple of people. There's a lot of hierarchies in, in human sociology, and that goes for groups of men, groups of women, groups of this type of person, that type of person. It doesn't really matter that there's always hierarchies and groups. And I think often when you add a lot of excitement, like a sporting event, and you add alcohol or drugs or anything to like kind of get people going, then you get a little bit closer to a tipping point. So I don't think that those things should be avoided. I think it should they should just um, be remarked as potentially dangerous places. Right. And I think, you know, this kind of goes to the same question about should you wear your headphones? Because it's kind of like, mm-hmm. well, oh, I don't want to get attacked, so what shouldn't I do? And you know what I mean? How do right. I kind of hide myself? And as I'm thinking about it, it's kind of the same ideas that, like, you should be able to show up to a baseball game and have a beer and, you know, go to a concert where there's people drinking. Um, And I think, you know, since, you know, I'm a woman and, you know, women are sort of the target here, I think there is this feeling that, yeah, it is our responsibility in some way to be aware of this. But like, like you said earlier, on the other hand, it's like not our job. to. Yeah. And I think that that's a really interesting distinction between our responsibility and our job. And that's an important thing to focus on, I think. I mean, we're all responsible for ourselves. We're all responsible for making good decisions or bad decisions or whatever our decisions are. We are responsible for the best care for our bodies and our lives within our means. But it's not our job to make sure that other people don't hurt us. So, and of course... As a woman, um, the idea that I have to live a restricted life, I can't go certain places, I can't do certain things because the threat of violence is higher, is frustrating. You know, I, I, I occupy a place on the planet 
And I want to have the same rights and freedoms as everybody else, which feels like a fairly privileged thing to say, but it's actually a pretty basic human right. I think, to me, the most dangerous place for anyone um, who is not basically a white cis male is any environment with the mentality of what happens here stays here. So what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas kind of thing. But that does happen a lot in places like Thailand, for example, where there's just a massive summer party scene or music festivals, you know, where rules start to... Rules are kind of suspended, the basic rules of society, and boundaries tend to get really blurred. A lot, there are not a lot of people, but there are people who take advantage of those situations. And those, to me, are more dangerous. And again, I don't think that they should ever be avoided, but I think it's important to be aware that in this environment, these other things that create safety and security in everyday society are suspended. And I am responsible for myself. I don't want to put myself in unduly dangerous situations. I'm not going to put myself in, I'm not going to, you know, walk into a tent filled with 10 drunk dudes. You know, as we're talking about these stories, I'm thinking about things that I did as a young person that were really stupid, that I actually was really lucky that maybe nothing worse happened or, um, but you know, back to the original question of like, yes, are there dangerous situations for sure? And like, can you put yourself in them? Like if you're not paying attention, but I think your general answer is that, you know, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. And I I mean, I think often, when we're bored and when we're desperate, um, which can be fairly close relatives sometimes, those are the times when we can also be quite vulnerable. And again, it's not to say that, okay, so in order to stay safe, always keep yourself occupied, have good hobbies, you know, never be desperate or whatever. I mean, you know, life is life and it's up and down and we experience a full range of things ideally. But to be aware that um, you may be a little more vulnerable this in this moment and need to take a little more care is a wise thing to do. And we have to understand what those are for us as well. You know, my vulnerability now after 20 years of martial arts is a lot different than it was when I was 18. So I'm not necessarily going to go to the same places I did when I was 18, But I could go there and I would feel less vulnerable than I did when I was 18 because I know how to protect myself. So we also, we learn by trying and by experimenting as well. I think um, we want to be careful not to beat ourselves up about what we consider mistakes and maybe just think about them as experiments. I understand. I think you also said something that, you know, from a self defense perspective is interesting to me, which is having some understanding of your emotional state before you go into a situation Mm -hmm. like this, because if you can assess yourself, like I'm lonely today, or I'm really sad, or 
I want to get drunk or whatever you're right. going in. Like if you can have some self-awareness before you go into a situation that might also give you leverage in protecting yourself so that you can just kind of be aware that things might happen that wouldn't normally happen. Exactly. And again, you don't want to get into like, Oh, I should, you know, had I seen all this, it's not about the past, but like about going forward, having some emotional awareness can also be exactly. a good defense. It is a great form of self-defense. I think, you know, I mean, we know our weaknesses, which are fluctuating and changing all the time. You know, we are going to know what those are better than anybody else. But it's easy enough for people, other people to find them when they really want to. So, yeah, it's exactly as you say, you know, having a little self-awareness of going into a situation. I'm lonely. That makes me more vulnerable to um somebody who's who wants to come and and take advantage of me because I'll talk to anybody right now you know and that's okay it's okay to be lonely it's okay to want to talk to everybody to anybody but it just means when you're talking to that person try not to let yourself completely fall for whatever story it is that they're giving you you know stay a little bit aware right it doesn't mean mistrust every single person on the planet just be aware right that's really good advice Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program created by a 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collin, based in Berlin, Germany. You can learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense program at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com.